Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 8, Chapter 87. The community began in 1564. To begin with, even though they went to the church of San Girolamo every day, each one lived under Philip's individual direction without any set regulations. The first of the fathers who began to live together in community were Cesare Baronio and Alessandro Fideli, shortly followed by his brother's son, Germanico, who was at the time a promising teenager. He had come to Rome two years before to study and had put himself entirely under Philip's guidance and direction. After that, Giovanni Francesco Bordini joined them. The fourth was Jaime Salort, a Spaniard, a very straightforward man. The fifth was Giovanni Raustico, who was the first appointed to be the parish priest because he had some experience of the care of souls. With these first members, Philip started his congregation. Not long after, Francesco Maria Terugi joined them. He was still a layman, but shone like a star among his contemporaries, a man full of the apostolic spirit and worthy of great honor. He was a relation of Julius III and had once been a chamberlain to Renuccio Farnese, the Cardinal of Sant'Angelo. At the bidding of Pius V, he joined the train of his sister's son, Michele Bonelli, the Cardinal of Alessandria, on his legatine mission to the kings of Spain and France. On this mission, his companion was Hippolito Aldo Brandino, who was then an auditor of the Rota afterwards raised to the sacred purple by Sixtus V, and who is today the shepherd of the entire Catholic Church, under the name of Clement VIII. When Pope Clement first held the keys of the Church of Rome, he determined to endow Arturugi with ecclesiastical rank. Thus, in the year of Christ's birth, 1593, in December, he first appointed him Archbishop of Avignon. Then in 1596, he made him a cardinal on the 5th of June. This new and highly exalted rank could bring no fresh honor to a man of moderation, already adorned with all virtues, save only that his position could be of benefit to many others. Finally, in 1597, his Holiness decided that he should resign the See of Avignon and undertake the administration and rule of that of Siena, as it has come to pass. When Teruji joined the community, he was followed by Angelo Velli of Palestrina, who later became the superior of our congregation after Baronio. He is still our provost, a man who does not need me to praise him. Teruji and Angelo Velli 
although they are considered among the earliest companions of our Holy Father, were not ordained priest as early as the others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, counselor of popes, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The shepherd of the entire Catholic Church. That's the way Galonio speaks tonight about the Pope. He speaks of him as holding the keys of the Church of Rome. These ways of speaking of the Pope are taken from the scriptures. What did our Lord say to St. Peter? You are Peter, changed his name from Simon to Peter. You are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So the Pope has the keys to lock, to bind, to loose. He does so in doctrinal decisions. The Pope has authority to make doctrinal decisions for the whole church. He has also the, the binding power for disciplinary things. He can, he can bind and loose certain things on the church. He also has the power to bind and loose in terms of sins. Our Lord entrusted to Peter and to the other apostles the power to forgive sins, to bind us and to loose us, loose us from our sins and bind us in certain ways to penance or if we aren't really sorry, to not give us forgiveness. So Peter has these keys. But our Lord also told Peter after the resurrection, Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. In other words, our Lord set Peter as the leader of the apostles, as the chief shepherd of the whole church. All the apostles were meant to be shepherds. All the apostles were called to feed the sheep by the word they preach and by the sacraments. But there has to be one visible leader on earth, one head, to hold us in unison, to hold us as one family. And this is why we call him Pope. It comes from a word, Papa, which means father. In Italian, they say Papa. And if they're speaking to their earthly father, they say Papa. But Pope is Papa, Papa Francesco, because he is the father of the whole family on earth, the visible head, Christ's vicar, Christ's representative. He's the successor of St. Peter. And as Peter took his apostolic authority to Rome, as Peter took his primacy to Rome, so those who succeed Peter in the Church of Rome, as Bishop of Rome, they are the Pope. They are the one visible father to represent Christ over the whole church. And it's very interesting. 
that these early oratorians knew many of the people who became Pope. St. Philip himself was many of their confessors, but Clement VIII was the one who was especially close to the oratorians. He was, had known these oratorians at their very earliest stages of their priesthood, even before they were priests. And so uh, when he became Pope, uh, he was a great friend to the oratorians. So tonight, let us give thanks that we are Catholic. We don't always have to agree with what our earthly father says or does. Many times our earthly father, our dad, our, our papa disappoints us, but doesn't mean he's not our father. Many times on earth, our parents make us sad. They make decisions that make us sad. Doesn't mean they're not our parents. So we always have to distinguish the office, the office of chief shepherd of the whole Catholic Church. The office of the one who has the keys of the Church of Rome from the person. And we always love the office of the Pope. And we pray and love the Pope. St. Catherine called him St. Catherine of Siena, where Trugi would become bishop, the sweet Christ on earth. We pray for him and we honor him because he has the position of Peter. And never doubt that Christ established the church on Peter. Peter's always listed first. In every list of the apostles, Peter is listed first. And he's listed many more times than all the other apostles combined. He's always listed first because Christ established him as the visible head of the church, our spiritual father. Lord, we pray tonight for Pope Francis. Give us the grace always to persevere in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church with the prayers of St. John Henry Newman to sustain us. Oh, St. John Henry, you lived under many different popes. Some you loved, some you didn't like as much, some you respected a lot, some you were confused by. Teach us how to be loyal sons and daughters of the church. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.